to DC Cinematic Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze Suicide Squad by each individual minute. My name is Nathan. You can find me on all social media at NoClutchNate. And my name is Mark. You can find me on all social media at Mark Meadows. I am Alessandro Maniscalco, a co-contributor to the JLU Podcast, which you can follow on Twitter at JLU Podcast. And you can find me on Vero or on Twitter at Raverin. You can also check out our completed scene-by-scene analysis of Suicide Squad, and we're currently working on Justice League. And for those of you asking for the Snyder Cut of Justice League, keep fighting that good fight. Hashtag release the Snyder Cut. Perfect. Today, we're talking about minute number 39 of Suicide Squad, and the minute's going to start out with uh, a little bit more footage of Incubus destroying a ship, or a ship, uh, a train car, <laughs> film. a subway... <laughs> Landship. <laughs> Wrong series, man. Watching I too got much. confused for Steppenwolf for a Dude, second. Been watching too much Deep Space Nine. Honestly, <laughs> um, the minute's going to end with a Task Force. F- task. Here we go again. Here task we go. Force X uh, being initiated. So we are kind of, in my opinion, I kind of was in and out. Like as you were reviewing this minute before we were recording this. And one moment I realized what we were doing. The next moment I saw back in the uh, asylum, and I was like, "Whoa! Did you did you go back a few weeks?" <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's a totally different uh, uh, scene. Almost it's a it is a different chapter. Um, I, I'm pretty sure if I was watching this on a DVD, like this would be the start of the next chapter, which is like, you know, as they say in this minute, it's like, all right, activate Task Force X and get those like weirdos like out into the scene or whatever. Um, this is a different scene and it, uh, it plays differently. Um, this is again, going back to the montages that we've been used to now for the half past half hour. Um, and it is a collection of characters being, uh, taken and, uh, prepped for their, uh, first mission basically. Um, it's interesting and, uh, how they co- they refer to it. Almost seems like they're referring to the Suicide Squad as Task Force X, but my understanding in the comic books is that Task Force X is the government agency that uh, basically oversees the Suicide Squad. I think it was originally, and then they kind of played with it a little bit more. Um, it's just, I, from what I gathered from doing the research before we started all this, uh, Suicide Squad, it's like one of those things where it's like ah, secret identity versus proper identity kind of thing. It's like Task Force <laughs> X is government issued, but then Suicide Squad is what they're known uh, to the kids on the street kind of thing. Task Force X. We j- let's get this out of the way now. I think it's a terrible name. Yeah, yeah. It is a thing that <laughs> someone was like, this is cool on paper. It's Task Force X. It is like unknown. People don't know about it. Like, it's off the record. It's like a secret dangerous thing. It's like, yeah, that reads off very cool. Just try saying it right now. <laughs> Just say it out loud. Just read it. Oh, what is this? Task Force X? Like, you have to try so hard to pronounce it correctly like you to say it like fluently is is a challenge What's so hard it about it task force fix <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> we're struggling to say this name when we could just be saying suicide squad um 
But they're not going to call him that. <laughs> what does he say? <laughs> like a, some sort of suicide squad? <laughs> that is yeah. the, that is that's the what titula- it is. That's that the, is the titular line yeah. of this film. The one that everyone brings up. Yeah, they said and, the movie title. <laughs> yeah, 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 it's just... <laughs> oh, man. But it's... But... But they can't say over the, the, he can't call the president and be like, yo, hey, we got Suicide Squad going. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, okay, those guys, got it. Well, I mean, he could be like, you know, when he's, when, um, I can't remember the names of these business people, but I'm, I'm pretty sure that's the point. But when he's saying like, you know, get Amanda Waller's gang of weirdos, get her whole circus on the scene here. He could have just said Suicide Squad there. Like, get her, you know, Suicide Squad mm. thing out there. Yeah, I guess like, that could have worked. Like, he... Is, so, at the first drop of any metahuman business, evil business going on, they call Suicide Squad? Like, first sign. It's not... Send a National Guard first. Well, it's it was not, a non-human entity. Yeah. So, <laughs> it, like, the first sign of a non-human entity being you just send in the Suicide Squad? Is that what we're supposed because to Because there's no Superman. Yeah, before, I understand that. Yeah, I, yeah. Before Superman would have taken the initiative, they wouldn't have sent him in. Come on. Um, well, true. but I mean, my understanding, maybe I don't know. Maybe the extended cut is different. I don't remember if I've seen the extended cut. But didn't they before they they called them? Wasn't Incubus already destroying shit? <laughs> um. No, we just went right into it. Yeah. No, like Incubus destroys one subway train, and they're like. Dang, call the suicide squad. <laughs> but in the, yes, in the theatrical cut, wasn't it where he was already destroying stuff? I don't know. I honestly don't. I didn't see. Oh, that's the thing. I didn't see this movie in theaters. Oh, okay. I only saw the extended cut. So I don't. Pff, you got me, man. And I think I get. I think I know what you're talking about, um, Alex, where it was. It was Rick Flagg's team who tried to go in first, right? I know Rick Flagg does have a team Rick, in here. Yeah, Rick Flagg has a team. They try to, with the help of Enchantress, him and his team and her, they try to go defeat this thing, and then Enchantress bails. Then they're like, bring in the Suicide Squad. Is that what happened? Why am I remembering this wrong? I feel like that's <laughs> what happened first. Weren't they like, hey... Bring in because she dips again. We talked about this in the beginning of the week. She there's a third escape. There's like another escape after Jesus. this. So she, they're planting bombs. Remember, they're like, do, am I remembering this wrong? Or I guess we're talking. No, I do remember gonna, the bombs. They're planting bombs, and she's there planting bombs. But she's like business attire, June Moon for some reason. And then it's like, Enchantress is gone. She's just gone, and it's like over the phone. I don't know. We're gonna have to wait till we get to no. That. Okay, the theatrical cut. They do pull the team together before before they start destroying stuff. But I so uh, yeah. so they're pulling the team together. Meanwhile, Rick Flag is with June Moon trying to plant the bomb. Yeah, but that comes later. So it's not. Spoil but yeah, it comes like we'll, we'll we'll get there. Yeah, <laughs> that's someone else's minutes probably, right. and we'll, then we'll be ex- ex- you know, someone will explain it to us. But um, yeah, you know, this is a perfect opportunity to drop the name Suicide Squad. Um, they probably wanted to. The they probably just wanted to like you know test run. That's why they were calling them because they had already approved the 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 Suicide Squad formation, and so they this was probably like well now let's see what they can do you know. Mm-hmm. Why risk? These- why risk? You know, valuable human lives, human soldiers, 
when you got these criminals that we could just throw at this uh, yeah. threat. And that and that's kind of like you know the beginning of the film. That's what Amanda Waller wants. She wants the next time a metahuman incident happens, you can't call in Superman. You're going to call me. It's a and non-human so entity. Just to clarify, because yes. metahumans yeah, can be human. N H E N B N B E one biological entity. Yeah. It's uh, Transformers. Don't knock that day. movie. That's a good movie. <laughs> First one. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and so. Yeah, so they're bringing in the circus, which they should have called Suicide Squad. I stand by that. <laughs> then we show we're shown the first one. The first metahuman is, uh, I believe, it is Harley Quinn, right? I'm, the the titular main character of the movie. No, it's Deadshot. Oh, bummer. <laughs> All right, Deadshot is the first one. Well, they're shown at the same time. Well, basically. I just wanted to comment on um, the actor uh, David Harbor in this scene. I feel like he would have been a good Rick Flag. Uh, the guy from Stranger Things, right? Yes. What do you guys no, think? You're not. You're not wrong. I think he's a little too. I think he's a little too old. Even better. I don't know. I he doesn't look that old in this. I feel like he could have pulled it off. He's like a true grit kind of guy. Plus, they could do a lot with aging. In cinema. Yeah. I mean, but he I, looks, I, I he's got the hairstyle, he's got the build, like, you know, the, the square jaw. He's just got that look that he could have been a good soldier type for Rick Flagg. Yeah, I don't think you're, I agree with you. I, I would, you know, let's, let's show that kind of guy. I think you're on to something um, just because I don't like Joe Kidman. <laughs> but yeah, I think I like David Arbor. I think it would really work. I think, you know, we should, we should have seen what that looked like. Um, unfortunately, his his role is is very small, and I don't think it it goes past this this part here, uh, or if we'll even ever see him again in in a Suicide Squad a sequel. Um, well, aren't they but, rebooting yeah. Suicide Squad or something? I don't know if we're allowed to talk about that. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> okay. Um, well, if we're that, not, if not during a, a Suicide analysis, Suicide Squad analysis, you see. Suicide Squad is just as hard to say as Task Force X. So. <laughs> it's, it's all a tongue twister. Um, Suicide Squad might might be a little bit better. I'm not sure. Um, I, you know, it's better than saying Task Force X two or anything like that. But uh, yeah, that the the future plans for Suicide Squad as a franchise and a film. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if we have. Well, there's nothing solid yet. There's yeah, right. there's nothing for us to really talk about yet, and it's like if we tried to, we might be just like stepping in the manure without even trying. And so it's like, all right, let's yeah, avoid we'll, it then. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll let the studios figure out what they're gonna do with that property, and and when the film has like a trailer or a cast announced, then we'll come back and we'll maybe we'll start talking about it. And who knows, we might see some some official news come out by the time. By the time the uh, Snyder Cut comes out, right? Yeah, by the time the Snyder <laughs> Cut comes out. <laughs> it's, a very, it's a very sticky situation. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, you know, we've been talking about Enchantress and Incubus with you for three days now. But it is time to actually talk about the Suicide Squad. And uh, just to kind of get your snap take, Dave, uh, Alex, what, uh, what are your thoughts about uh, Deadshot and uh, Harley Quinn in this film? Um, 
I think the I think the casting was pretty good. I think uh, the costumes could have been a little better, but they you know they were fine. Um, you know, just kind of all right for you. <laughs> I, I think it would have been cooler to be uh, slightly more like comics. Okay, and like j- both of them, or j- yeah. like specifically like okay. Yeah, I mean it's 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 interesting take. I think uh, some of it works, and I think for the most part they're the best part of the film. I think it's very interesting when you actually get to spend some time with these characters. I think they have some of the better moments together. I mean, um, I was apprehensive about Will Smith uh, playing Deadshot, but he I think he does a decent job. Uh, I think any misgivings I have about you know Deadshot. And Harley Quinn's interactions, I think, fall on the the screenplay and the script, and not so much on their performance performances. I'm right there with you. I, I at first I thought that shot was just okay. We got Will Smith in the movie. It's just gonna be a Will Smith movie. But he, I I enjoyed thinking about him as Deadshot and viewing him as Deadshot. Yeah, it grew on me. Um, my thing though is um. Do they, they obviously they don't open the doors much in this thing, but every time they open the doors, do they have to fight them? <laughs> I, I would think so. It's just harassment, man. Come on. It's I think just we talked about this inmate cruelty. Yeah. And it's rough. they can't do anything about it. And what was it? We said something like they're, they want to, I know, get like, hurt. yeah, I get it. Yeah. Like they probably get their rocks off on it, but like, like I don't know. It's just Deadshot's instant thing is you just throw up his arms. It's just like, all right, mm-hmm. let's go. It's one, of or those... is it, or is it on the cops? Like they just rush in there automatically and knock you down to drag you out. Well, I think he lifted his his fisticuffs based on the approach that you know that they were having on him. Not necessarily he was going to fight whoever came to the door. I think it was the manner in which they were entering and they were yeah you know it's i mean diablo is a great example because diablo is a uh like a non-threatening person i mean we don't get to see that yet Mm -hmm. um but the way that the enforcement comes in and they take down diablo it would assume that you know he's a violent person um get ready for a violent fight but this is a character who poses no harm but gets beaten the crap out of, uh, you know, so it's kind of one of those things where you go, maybe you guys are just being a bunch of dicks. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But at the same time, they know, like Harley Quinn and Deadshot know the position they're in. We can't kill them. They can't kill us. So we're just going to have this fight every time. Like that's the only fun we get out of it because I'm, I I want out of here, whether it's through death or I win and get out of here. But the only thing I can do is just have fun with it. And, you know, once you guys open that door, I'm going to start trying to fight you because there's nothing else here. I'm bored. I'm locked in here for the rest of my life. Well, I like, think there's two other elements. Number one, it's just basic instinct to uh, fight back when you're in mm-hmm. that position. And secondly, you know, not only is it basic instinct, but... um well, I guess I'm just being redundant. Yeah, let's go with that. No, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it is it is basic instinct because 
it's a threatening person. Yeah, it could be you're just always on the defensive. I yeah, imagine any position where being you're being, yeah. you know, you're being basically, you know, tortured and, uh, you know, ins- imprisoned. You know, you're yeah. a, you're gonna want to, you know, uh, rebel back. So it's just natural. When you're, yeah, when you're that scared of something or someone else, you're naturally combative. So, yeah. you know, these guys, they they have lives i'm assuming outside of work so they're like you know i have to open the door which creates no barrier between me and a super villain like i have to fight you because i'm scared of you so you know same thing with harley quinn where they come into this cell and their guns are pointed at her because it's like the only thing keeping me safe is this gun but at the same time, I'm, I can't pull the trigger on you. I'm only using this to scare you. And if, if you don't fall for it and you start attacking me, there's little I can do to stop you. And so it is just a natural response for these people to to come in and, and open the cage on Diablo and be like, listen, he may not want to fight, but if he wanted to, he could burn this whole place down, right? And so that is that is a natural response to have. Like, I... I guess I don't blame you for, you know, fighting with them, but I mean, I had read somewhere that in Germany, they don't punish prisoners for trying to escape because they know that it's just human nature. Yeah. Our American prison system is a little bit different. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Uh, And and that may be a thing, you know, like I think we've talked about, you know, U S prison systems on here before, but if we haven't, it's like, yeah, the, the, this is pretty much harsh. It's it's pretty harsh. Um, the the scene with Harley Quinn, she's she's actually planning an escape, and I don't know if we saw this before. Somehow she had a key, but I don't think it was ever uh, mentioned before in the film. Is that a key she's taking out of her mouth? I think it looked like a pen to me, but it could a be pen? a key. Is I thought it? it was like a shiv, to be honest with you. But like but a shiv out of her mouth, like a... though, she would have cut her throat. Yeah. And that's what I thought. I was like, whoa, is she? Well, again, it's Harley Quinn. I would, I would believe Harley Quinn pulling out a toothbrush razor out of her mouth. Like like a magician. Like a prisoner pulling a shiv out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was thinking more of like the theatrical part of it. But uh, did we, How did yeah. she, where did she, she just always had this in her mouth? Find us and also, yeah, it also looks like it's wrapped in something. I don't know. Like cellophane, latex. What what is it though? That's my main. Is it? It looks like a toothbrush, but, but with the razor blade stuck to it. You know what I mean? Hmm. It honestly looks like a key. I don't know why it looks like a key to me. Uh, find us on all social media and let us know what you think it is. I don't know. It looks like um, a pen to me. Probably it, it's just. Uh, it's probably a shit. You know what like it looks part, like? It looks like a kerosene candle. Part, That's what it looks like. <laughs> get out of here. Um, I don't know what it is, but where would she have gotten a key from? I don't know. I yeah, don't, exactly. What where, where would she have gotten anything <laughs> but, from? Okay, a pen, but she not, could easily, you know, oh, she's being, she's talking to the therapist and just grabs, you know, therapist's pen. A key? She could have been schmoozing with uh, Ike Barinholtz, uh, Griggs, and, and stole it off of him. Well, but then why couldn't Griggs have given her the phone at that point? Oh, you're skipping ahead, but (laughs) (laughs) I guess we can't answer those questions yet. But I guess my question is now, like, I guess if it's not a key, 
is she pulling out the weapon? It's a. You guys think it's a weapon? I think it's a weapon because she realizes people are coming into her cell, and now she's going to be able to use a weapon because people are going to now come she's, into the cell. So you're thinking she's getting this out of her body because she's going to use it as a weapon, right? Yes, I figured she knows it that, was like a, a pen with a point that she was going to try to stab somebody with. Oh, yeah. she does. It, she does do something in a stabbing motion to one guard no, that she, she flips up sure, on. I'm Is pretty it, sure she kills a guy. She stabs him with whatever she just grabbed. Yeah. Okay. And you hear the sound effect knife. Okay. Shing, shing. A clean stab. You know, when you stab someone with a knife, it makes a sound. <laughs> should have been a pen clicking. <laughs> should have been a, a staples button. That was easy. And the no. character just died. Because they're wearing body armor, but they get stabbed with a pen. Not in the neck, though. I don't make the rules here. <laughs> you can't. I mean, you can get stabbed in the neck, man. Coming down. She. Here's a cool thing. Yeah. She does like her traditional harley quinn like injustice type acrobat stuff yeah the acrobatic combat style that is what i want to see and this is something that the dc universe has has, uh we're very thankful for the dc cinematic universe is their ability to be influenced by the best parts of uh dc video games uh you know superman's the the mockingbird flight the fighting style the you know the way he punches in DC hummingbird Cin- hummingbird mm-hmm. hummingbird fight the 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 way Superman punches in the DC cinematic universe is like now a a staple of the sonic boom the it's, ripple it's the behind the it's the over the shoulder punching oh yeah okay. that is mm-hmm. now what people call Superman punching <laughs> so when you see anyone do that it's like it's it's classic because of this shared universe that gave us that. And you see it in video games now, and then with the Arkham franchise, you have a, a more defined way that Batman fights, even Robin in the Titans show fights in that kind of style. And with Harley Quinn, you get pretty much what, how she fights in Injustice, and you kind of see it in this minute. And it's mm-hmm. like, and it's those moments that are really cool to see. I think even uh, in Justice League, the theatrical cut, you see a. <laughs> Very sorry, Alex. But you see a moment where Wonder Woman is fighting Steppenwolf, and it is like a two D plane type shot, and it which looks is very actually much... longer in the Snyder cut. Go ahead. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and it looks really cool because it looks like an homage to the Injustice fighting game franchise, um, the way that she fights, and and pretty much any way Wonder Woman fights in in the movies is really 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 cool to see. Um, and, and and that's something that I'm I'm thankful for. Um, I think it's really cool, and I, I liked seeing that. I want to see more of it. Um, but yeah, it's it's like she she gets to jump on these guys. She manages to kill one of them, uh, and then they taser her. It does look uh, like that might have been a razor because the motion that she makes with her arm is not a stabbing one. It's more of a slicing one. Let me take a look here. Oh yeah, well oh, like I don't know. Stab and pull stab down. Stab and whatever she pulled Ugh. down. Or... I mean, if you get stabbed in the neck with a pen and then they pull it down, like it just... I don't know if it works like that. I feel like uh... it was more of a because the 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 action of pulling out was more intense than the than any forward action she gives. Yeah. Either way, that that pulling motion mm-hmm. that's like what, the slicing of the throat you know? yeah that's the seal that that's what sealed the deal yeah. or unsealed yeah <laughs> uh, if you would rather say um but then yeah and then you know uh i think diablo is then 
apprehended and then sedated right at the end. Um, and then... Uh, well, we skipped over they, Deadshot. I thought, I thought we talked I about him. I talked about him just punch, punching people or getting <laughs> getting rolled over. Okay. Um, <laughs> they like hold on to each other. All right, you yeah. and train. And they just like rush in with... Uh, what do you have to say about Deadshot? Uh, nothing. Got it. <laughs> Great. <laughs> <laughs> Alex, what do you think about uh, the music? Because the music takes a tonal shift. Here. I was gonna, um, yeah, I was gonna comment. Yeah. See now, the music works here. I will say that, but you know, the first two times I saw the movie, I also felt like it was just a bunch of music videos put together. Yep. Um, yep. Well, it was supposed to be so. <laughs> <laughs> But I mean, technically, the this particular song in this spot, I mean, maybe not the theme of the song, but the lyrics seem to work. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's appropriate for what's going on, uh, you know, as they're implanting the um, the bomb in in um, Harley's neck. You hear "Occupy My Brain." Basically, mm-hmm. they're controlling them, controlling them, you know, with these bombs. So it's it's like their mind. You're there. It's essentially like mind control. You you have to obey us. Yeah. So and, you know, it's cool. Yeah. And it certainly and, and it, it, it certainly gives that you know upbeat sense of okay now now things are picking up now a- mm-hmm. action is going to happen. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, and it works because it was supposed to, you know, they they wanted the licensed music. They wanted to have licensed music that that gives you the correct tone that they want for the general audience. It's like, yeah, now it's time to get energized because the Suicide Squad is about to be released. You guys are about to see some Suicide Squad action. This is what you guys paid for. It's it's time to get pumped. Um, And so, of course, it's going to work. so it's hard to it's hard to argue against the licensed music because you know it's supposed to work. Um, but at the same and, time, then, I feel like yeah. licensed music takes you out of the the story because it it's, it reminds you yeah. of your reality because these songs exist in our reality. So it sort of pulls you out of the story. That's why I think scores are are much better because it's sort of subtle. You know, you you don't really. A lot of times you don't even notice the the score, but it makes you feel, you know, what's going yeah. on. So that's why I don't necessarily like licensed uh, music, unless it's a, a movie like Deadpool that does it, you know, perfectly with with what the character embodies, and that's breaking that fourth wall and, and such. It's um, there's there's two parts, you know. There is, you know, it's jarring coming from. Man of Steel and Dawn of Justice where they, you know, anything that has Hans Zimmer's music in it or even Junkie XL is very defining for those films. And and people talk about their their music that they create for films. Um, we, you know, even have to analyze the music that they make and how it attributes the film itself. Um, we have to have those talking points because they are master craftsmen of what they do um and and then to come into suicide squad which comes out uh, you know about less than six months after dawn of justice and we get this where it's like licensed music it's like yes licensed music works yes it gets the point across but it's jarring um 
to go from Hans Zimmer to Black Sabbath. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. But uh, then the other point is is that sometimes you're picking a song that is usually already associated with something else. And so when you're... I'm trying to think, uh, what, is the, what is the Guardians of the Galaxy song? Uh, Hooked on a Feeling. Hooked on a Feeling. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, if you played that song... You don't think Reservoir Dogs. You don't think about <laughs> Reservoir Dogs. You think about Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, but it works for Guardians you, of the Galaxy in the way that the music is incorporated into the story. It worked for Reservoir Dogs even more so (laughs) and yet it's just one of those things where it's like the pop culture shift and and change but i really think that this was definitely a uh like what deadpool was it's a pop culture grab and reach and um licensing music just seems like the way to go because mark what you're saying it just works you know it works you know it's going to work why even put a second thought why even waste whatever you're thinking you're wasting on business scores yeah Yeah. for business purposes you know with the backlash that dawn of justice had Mm -hmm. you know objectively whether you love the film or not it you know, yeah. had a critis- critical nightmare um, in reception. And so the business people, Kevin Sujihara, he's like, I need to have what works because I need it to work because we put money into this and we need to make money. That's what this business is. Put Black Sabbath in there. <laughs> put, put House of the Rising Sun. Get that one band, 21 Pilots, to write a song and, and blow it into people's minds that this is Suicide Squad. And that's what we got. So it's like... Well, I felt like it it weakened the movie for me. I felt like uh, it was too much all at once. Too too many songs right after another. And I, it was a big factor in my first viewing of something I didn't like about the movie. <laughs> It yeah, it is very jarring, and it, and it's the amount of licensed music. Okay, so you're telling me that, you know, uh, this Eminem song, this Black Sabbath song, Bohemian Rhapsody. You're telling me all these major songs are now Suicide Squad related. Like mm-hmm. I gotta associate them all. I'm okay with Twenty One Pilots, you know, their new single being the Suicide Squad anthem. I'm okay with like when I hear that song, I go. Oh, it's, it reminds me of the film Suicide Squad. I'm okay with one of them, but I can't, I can't now associate the whole library. Like you can't just take every song and make it, you know. Well, look at Justice League. There's that the Come Together song that wasn't even in the actual movie. It was in the end credits, and people still associate that song with that movie. So you didn't, yeah, but that, you, yeah. you didn't have to incorporate it into the actual movie. You can just uh, make like, you know, just have the 21 Pilot Heathen song, put it, you know, it could be in the movie or not, but like just have that one. And like, and there's your licensed music. Right. Um, I don't know if you have to take every single song Warner Brothers owns and puts it, put it all in there. Didn't they do Iggy Pop for the Aquaman part in the Justice oh, League yeah. trailer? Isn't yeah. that a no, thing? It's, no, it's it was... in the movie. Wasn't that? Uh, is it in the movie? Yeah. Mm. Wasn't that white it's, stripes? Is it what? Is it Icky Thump? Icky, white stripes? Icky, yeah. Icky Thump. That's what it is. Yeah. yeah. Who did I say? Iggy Pop? Yeah. Nope. That's uh, that's <laughs> no. That's in a Sucker Punch. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah. Well, I didn't it, like it that is... part either. In, in with the music <laughs> for Aquaman. So. 
Oh, you didn't like that part either. No. Oh, see, I like I like White Stripes. So think, it was like okay, this. But then again, going into Justice League, it was low expectation. So I was like, okay, again, I was already prepared to turn my brain off and and feel I, silly when I um, when I watch Justice League. I always start with the introduction the of Aquaman. Aquaman. Part, I skip yeah. fifteen minutes into the movie every time because the first the Batman part is well. Okay. I won't no, watch the theatrical like cut ever. Part. I, I only watch my own edit. <laughs> <laughs> I only watch AB Director's version. Of it. <laughs> um, and I'm yeah, looking forward I, to the black suit edition. The black oh, suit yeah. cut. We'll get there. We'll get there. Um, but uh, yeah, who it ends? The minute ends with uh, we're inside now. Killer Croc's cell. Killer Croc. We're still in Diablo, aren't we? No, it, I mean they. So they inject oh, Diablo with, I guess, something. To sedate him so that he doesn't burn them all. Yeah. Even though he's saying he doesn't want to burn anybody. What are you pointing at this one guy? He's in a flame retardant suit. Look at that guy. Yeah, he's in a... he's You can't get fire on that man. <laughs> Why isn't nobody else there? <laughs> I don't know. Nobody else got one. Maybe they only have like one or two guards that are always there in the fire gear. That looks like an action figure. Probably is. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure I had a G.I. Joe that was like that. Oh, I'm sure there is. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that that guy looks cool. I, I I wanted to see that. I want to see that guy. And you won't watch the Hurt Locker? Come on. I've seen the Hurt Locker. <laughs> now the thing about Killer Croc and Deadshot is it seems like they know it's coming. Harley, on the other hand, oh, is taken they, by yeah. surprise. Well, she's, Harley Quinn busts out the shiv. So, right, but she's yeah. like you know. As if she's going to hide it, get it out of her system and hide it. But it seems like it's she's not expect. I don't know. Maybe maybe you're right. Maybe she's taking it out because she knows they're coming. They but then how do they coming. but how do they all know <laughs> that they're coming for them? Because they're loud and obnoxious. Yeah, they're bringing the ruckus. But okay, but that suits. could be something else happening outside. Not necessarily. I agree with them. you. I agree with you. That's why like it makes I believe it a little bit better when they're running to Deadshot's little hallway because I imagine no one is in the same area as him. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, but I'm feeling like that. So he's like, oh, okay, I hear the ruckus. Um, Killer Croc probably has some crazy super senses. That's probably sensing it all, man. <laughs> hey, he does live in a sewer, so um, we do get to see uh, we get to see the goat that he was eating before earlier in the film. But if I recall correctly, I don't remember the goat having a head. And I'd have to run the tape back, but I'm not going to because I'm lazy. But I, re- <laughs> I think I recall that this goat was headless. It didn't have a, you know, it's not, unless this is a different goat that uh, is in this shot here. But the only bit of Killer Croc's lair that we get, and it's a cool looking set. I, I gotta admit the design for Killer Croc's holding cell. They didn't have to make them all designed for the characters, um, but I like that they did. Um, the The design is really cool, but that might be another goat. That might not be this, the one that they showed earlier in the film, where they were like, "All right, time to feed the Killer Croc guy." Well, they gotta feed uh, him every day, no? I, well, I don't know. Usually with reptiles, you feed them like once a month or something. It's like, all right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Well, he's not eating, think, uh, you know, bugs. I mean, he 
should. I mean, they, <laughs> I, I, they're going to treat him like an animal, right? Like, just let him do whatever. Um, He's probably like, yo, just give me a hamburger, man. I'm sick of this goat meat. Yeah, well, <laughs> that's what I'm talking that's about. The, that is the predicament. Where <laughs> we don't know. You know, they treat him like a, an, uh, an alligator and they feed him like an alligator. And so he's like, I, I guess I'm an alligator. Or but yeah, because I think they mentioned, I don't know if it's before these scenes or after, but something about how he was treated that way. And so he became that. Mm-hmm. But it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, Amanda Waller says, right. It. So why can't he just be like, I don't want to eat that garbage. Yeah, <laughs> I had a problem with that as well. It's just, it's a little it's a it's a silly excuse. Anyway, um, yeah. we can get into more croc stuff. Uh, the rest of this week tomorrow. Oh, that's it. We only get into one more croc minute. I think tomorrow. Yeah, that's Tomorrow's it. Our Friday episode. And we get to see him. Yeah. This is the cool like with the flashlight scene, right? We'll get there. We'll all, get right, there. All, right, all right, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> you want to wrap up the show, Nate? Yeah. Uh, if you liked everything that you heard today, you can find uh, all of these and more at twooldmedia.com, DC Cinematic Minute. You can check our past coverage and uh, catch up on anything you've missed out on or talk to us about currently airing stuff. We like to hear it. Uh, you can chat with us on the Facebook Listener Society, DC Minute, DC Cinematic Minute Listener Society on Facebook. And uh, we will catch you here tomorrow for minute number 40 of Suicide Squad. 